Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's me, Sam. I'm joined with Vince today. How's it going? Unfortunately, we're absent of Tyler. He's he's not feeling too good, so he's uh, at home getting healthy. He'll be back next week. Um, Vince, how are you, buddy? I am doing all right, you know, all things considered. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, we're we're a sports podcast, but we can't mm. just ignore the, the white elephant in the room that uh, there's some really tough tough shit going on uh, on the other side of the world in Ukraine and. We just, you know, send all our, you know, best thoughts and wishes and prayers and all of that uh, to the people over there and hope that everything ends up okay. During the week, um, as this was all unfolding, I was talking to, you know, my girlfriend, my significant other about this and said, you know, I'm feeling some kind of way, like some kind of sadness. And my, my mom's family immigrated through from the Ukraine to the United States, you know, and my mom ended up in the adoption world. So there was a cutoff of ancestral connection. But when you find out your family is from a specific region of the world, you kind of get interested in that region of the world and the culture and things like that, just out of natural questions. And I, I feel some kind of heavy hearted, heavy heartedness in myself. And it's one of those things, like, I don't know the individual family members that I have there, but I know I have family there, you know, and, um, I'm just thinking and praying for them and, you know, hoping for the best case resolution to this and i don't know what that is but i i just hope and i'm hoping and it's uh i don't know what the resolution is i'm not i'm not a geo political guy i'm not a political yeah. guy at all right um i'm just a dude broadcasting a podcast from oakland <laughs> right yeah um, um but yeah i'm just hoping for the best yeah it's it's actually uh, for me, I um, uh, my my bachelor's degree is in history and specifically modern history, and you don't talk about modern history without you know at least a third, if not close to half, of your classes covering the Soviet Union, and uh, and all of that that entails. So, I have a bit of a primer, I guess, uh, you know, a, a baseline of cursory knowledge to the history of yeah. of this stuff, and. Uh, it's just, uh, knowing, you know, a little bit of how we got here. It's, it, it, it breaks your heart. And so, mm -hmm. you know, uh, if, uh, for, for anybody who's curious about, uh, the Holodomor, which was a, uh, a famine, uh, in, in Ukraine in the thirties that Stalin basically they created stole the, the, the grain, the, all the grain and stuff. So, I mean, you can watch a movie on Hulu called Mr. Jones, uh, it's it, it takes a couple of Hollywood liberties, but for the most part, it's a pretty accurate, you know, you know, bullet point by bullet point of what happened over there. So you can mm -hmm. check that out and learn more. Um, and I guess that's that's my piece. So uh, and there is there is some impact on sports where uh, FIFA it was like Poland. Um, oh, yeah. Didn't want to take the field with Russia. 
there's yep. quite a few teams that didn't want to take the field, mm-hmm. you know, because of what's going on. So it is impacting sports. And, yep. you know, there was supposed to be the tournament there uh, or a game. A match uh, in, UEFA in Champions UEFA Champions League uh, Championship was supposed to be there. And that's not there anymore. It's going to be in Paris. And speaking of Champions League, uh, Chelsea Football Club, their owner was one of these uh, Russian oligarchs. And he's stepping away from ownership for from them. So uh, mm-hmm. we are feeling the effects in the sporting world. Um, yeah. So so this is this is hitting everybody, uh, no matter what you're covering uh, at this yeah. point. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, We're gonna have to move on. There's no yeah. there's yeah. no uh, smooth transition. You just <laughs> oh, cut the yeah. cord and go. So, That's right. Okay. So what do we, what um, do we got next, buddy? So let's talk about baseball or the lack thereof. There's been, you know, not much movement on the CBA. Uh, the The players submitted on uh, Saturday uh, their most latest offer. The owners did not like that. And if they don't have an agreement in place by Monday night, they're going to start canceling regular season games. Right. Um, so... And, and this is all imposed by the owners. And I think, and this is the owner's way of trying to get the best deal for them and in turn, you know, make the players kowtow to them. So, right. uh, so you're going to start missing game checks if they don't have a deal in place by Monday. And that's, you know, and they're not going to make it up uh, on the back end uh, for it. And, and I mean, they're billionaires, they're going to survive, but the players, uh, you know, I, we talk about, you know, baseball, you can make a lot of money as a player, but, but that's compared a, to owners, it's, it's not the same at all. It's, you know, but it, that's the, it's a, it's a, uh, that's the Max Scherzer's that's the, yeah. You know, the, um, uh, trout yeah, Bryce, the, Bryce Harper, you know, all of the those people who the, got the paid. top line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and but it's, paid. it's the middle class of baseball that's been hurting the most. And, and the the rookie classes, uh, you know, guys on their first contract, they're the ones that are getting screwed the hardest. The minor leaguers and the minor leaguers too are like those guys make uh, nothing, like a- at all. And and so there's there the players are trying to get a lot of stuff covered to try to fix as much as they possibly can. And in the past, you know, Major League Baseball had the strongest union. But the last couple of times, basically, like anytime they've gone to the negotiating negotiating table um, since the strike, like since after the strike in '94, uh, the players have basically taken out. lost every. Yeah, they have lost every negotiation since then. Yeah, and so this is. It looks like we're heading for another loss for the players. I mean, they're going to get a couple of things, but they're going to lose something on the back end, like um, the luxury tax is going to be adjusted to benefit the owners more and that's uh like like losing uh uh so so the owners you know are are they they want a luxury cap a luxury tax in place to try to limit salaries the problem with all of this is none of this none of this helps the game none of this even if base baseball comes back they sign a deal tomorrow they sign a deal tomorrow morning. We wake up. The deal is signed. Baseball's back, baby. None of it fixes the game. And the number one 
critique of the game right now. It's not baseball is talking. It's it's pace of play, not the length of the game. It's the pace of the game. You know, there's no more pace to it anymore. You know, and it's these outcomes. And we're talking about banning the shift, not banning the shift. You know, it, you know, you get fans that are, well, if you're better, if you're a professional hitter, you need to hit it over the shift or hit it the opposite field or lay down a bunt. Come on. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars. There's millions of dollars wrapped up in people that study stats. So if it was drop a bunt every single time to the third baseman and just get a single, they would have done that. If that's the way to beat the game is to get an advantage, they would have done that. You know, if you, do you know how hard it is to hit a baseball? It's a moving object. And then you're swinging a moving object and mm-hmm. you got to hit it on a square centimeter millimeter even smaller than a centimeter yeah you know to move to properly and it's all the biomechanics of opening the hips and clearing the bat and this Mm -hmm. inside out like if it was that fucking easy it would be done yeah so to say like drop a fucking bunt or hit it into left field or whatever then you never played the game you yeah, never even played it in the backyard. Squaring up a sphere with a cylinder is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. It's like the, the hardest single act. And that's why, I mean, you have li- little leagues are, you know, they're, they're, they're shrinking right now. But I mean, when I was playing little league in the nineties, I had like, you know, there was probably like six or seven teams in my division and these, you know, like, like you have so many people who, you know, start playing. And then once you get, you know, progress up through the ranks, people start falling off. You know, when you get to the higher levels, you got one or two teams and they travel. Um, and that's because it's hard. It is so difficult Baseball to is do. Probably the hardest sport professionally in, in Northern America, in North America, to probably to be successful as a major leaguer. To be the Mike Trouts, to be the Bryce Harpers, to be the Max Scherzers, the Verlanders, the Buster Posies, it's probably mm-hmm. the hardest thing to do because you got to be a good hitter, you got to be a good fielder, and or a good pitcher in in your role, good starting pitcher, a good middle reliever, good closer. But then on top of that, if you're a pitcher, you got to throw a hundred now. Yeah, you know so. And then if you're a hitter, you got to be able to hit a hundred. Like, do you know how hard it is to hit just a, mm-hmm. just a few yeah. years ago, like mm-hmm. 95 was heat, you oh, know, yeah. um, it's it, extremely it, it, hard. And then to get the bat on the ball and to say to, Oh, just go opposite field. Just go, just put it where you want. Yeah, you gotta just. It, it, These it's guys a lot of, practice their entire lives doing this, mm-hmm. and the, and they spend a lot of time in the in the video room studying as well, studying these pitchers' tendencies because at a hundred miles an hour, you gotta guess and you gotta guess right, and so that's why 
you see like these guys, uh, you got to have the skill to put the ball, the bat on the ball. And then you have to, you know, have the luck to guess right when you're taking that swing, because you have to start your swing almost immediately. Um, You have to start your swing before you recognize what the pitch is. So yeah, this is, uh, it is so hard. And I mean, we, we, we've already established that, you know, we're team player on in this particular situation. And here's the, 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 the problem that they're debating is they're, they're debating the, the, the money, right. And who the money goes to and the arbitration and controlling the time of a, of a young player where in my opinion, it is completely anti-American, if you will, to restrict somebody from making money. So our whole system is if you're an 18 year old and you got a, a brilliant idea, you could create Apple or Mark Microsoft or whatever tech, any idea. How many, how many times we've heard the, the cliche that the biggest ideas were made in a garage, you know, whether there's truth to that or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you get my point though. You get yeah, yeah. that like, That's there's the- no restriction on a degree or ha- not having a degree or this experience or that experience, or these, you need to check these boxes. If you got an idea and, or you have an ability and you, and that comes with millions and millions of dollars, there is no, there's no one to tell you no. And I feel mm-hmm. like baseball has a set of rules that restricts young players, young talent from making money. And that to me is wrong. If I was the, if I were, I just saw a commercial the other day, Vince. Mm-hmm. Last night I saw a commercial for Domino's Pizza. And mm. Domino's, if you want to sponsor this podcast, feel free, email us. <laughs> but I saw SVT a commercial. Sports Pod. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. I saw a commercial for Domino's and the, 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 the advertisement said 95% of Domino's owners were once delivery drivers, right? So 18 year olds, uh, coming in and year 10, they were able to open their own Domino's pizza. I don't know how true that is, but there's a pathway to ownership. There's a pathway to success. You look at all the other major sports, you know, uh, basketball, you you can you can go and play in the G League for one year. You could go play Euro basketball for one year. You can go to college uh, for one year. You could go do something for one year now. Outs, you know, they don't have the direct pipeline to the NBA right now, but you could go do something else for one year, and you can be in the NBA, the NFL. You pretty much have to go to uh, college for, I think it's two years now. Three. It's three. I know it's three years, but a lot of players, they're they're like, there's some type of workaround because they're, they're like well, redshirting one year and then they play for two years. Yeah. I mean, you're still, players, it, it's, it's three years after your high school graduation is the rule. Right. Um, so so three but they're only, they're, yeah, it's three years, but they're only playing for two because of the redshirting and whatnot. But yeah. So three years, they're in the NFL. You know, where MLB is the only league right now professionally 
that makes you go to single A, double A, triple A, right? They make you jump through these hoops and then they control the, uh, the timing of when you can get paid. Yeah. You know, and we said this last week, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Everybody knew he was ready. Everybody knew he was ready to come up. And there's so many prospects, maybe not to that caliber, but there are so many prospects that are ready to come to the big leagues and show what they have. And these general managers, these teams restrict them because they want to control the money. And that is, to me, is completely bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, from the start with baseball, when you're drafted, um, you don't get to choose what team you go to. Obviously a team says, Hey, we've decided that if you're going to play baseball, you're going to play it through us. So it starts with the draft and that's, that's something that happens with every league. So it's, it's a little tough to um, cry foul about that, but I totally get the urge, you know, to call foul on that. I understand why the players are not thrilled about that. If you go to a team, like in the NFL, if you're drafted by the Jaguars in the sixth round, you know, you you got almost no shot of having a career at this point. Same with the Jets or whatever, you know, whatever bad team you want to root for. Uh, the only difference with, is, though, mm-hmm. at least if you're, if you're uh, let's say, an undrafted yeah. rookie and you yeah. make the team in the NFL, you still get the team dinner from the NFL. You still get oh, to yeah. fly first class with the NFL. You mm-hmm. still get opportunity to get into the Pro Bowl right away. Yep. You still get the opportunity with that rookie contract to re-up your deal and get bonuses if you make the Pro Bowl. And we hear it all the time with the NFL and the NBA about players who weren't drafted, players that came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and overachieved, right? They overachieved where they were, they were picked or not picked undrafted. And they were able on that third or fourth year qualify to get a new deal to max their value. And baseball doesn't offer that. That is extremely unfair. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's, that's the point I was, you know, building toward was at least in the NFL. Yeah. You have all of those advantages with baseball. You are selected by a team and then if you're selected out of high school um or even you know after a couple years of college if you're selected uh you go into the minors and you're talking two years minimum if you're if you're a college guy if if you're a high school guy it's looking like three or four years minimum in the system uh to to build up to being uh at the major league level and that's if you're fast-tracked if you're you know uh, the minor leagues, uh, a lot of these dudes that don't end up making it, um, they don't make it because of money half the time. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just the skill. I mean, if they're it, it, like, like they just don't pay them shit. And if they, you know, if they would pay them to live comfortably enough that they don't have to worry about it, you know, provide housing. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what the exact number would be, but let's say 50,000 a year, you know, I mean, that's not, that's not, you know, millionaire money, but that's enough to let you live for a year. Right. And and then, and, and baseball, we've talked about how hard it is. Baseball, you need to be training every day. Like at the end of the season, most guys will take a week, maybe two off, and then they're right back into training. They're right back into the cages. They're, you know, right back into the gym. They're, this is 
the hardest sport right. to get right and to stay right. And if these guys have to, you know, take up jobs as a sub- as a substitute substitute teacher, spit it out, Vin, or a you know car salesman in the off season or whatever the hell they have to do, that's time that they're not focusing on baseball. It's time they're not getting better, and that's time that's detrimental to their career. So it's it's almost this crossroads. If you're not being fast tracked, you're basically set up to fail in the minor leagues. Exactly, hundred percent agree. And again. The, the past, I don't know how many minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it's been, we've been talking about this. We haven't even talked about the issues with the game. We're talking about the dollars. We're talking about the money. We're not talking about the game. And that's not healthy for the game. Yeah. You know, that, that's, the, that's what baseball, not the players, not the players union, that's Major League Baseball. That's Rob Manfred not addressing the needs of baseball. The game, you know, there's an argument here of pace of play, not time of play. There's some things that take too much time. And we've we've beaten this damn horse where Mm -hmm. you can't have offense and then this three batter minimum if a guy comes in and he sucks. Yeah. Can't have it. You know, you, you can't have it both ways, dude. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and then the the unfortunately, the true outcomes of of an out or a run or you know these true outcomes doesn't help the game. You know, a walk, strikeout, or a hit. You know, so it's these things aren't helping the game. The game needs to be become more entertaining, and you're not getting the premier athletes. You're not getting a guy that is the best athlete in his high school or college playing baseball you're getting, are they more athletic than people like you and me? Absolutely. Because we yeah. don't do shit. Yeah. We're, we're on a podcast, right? We don't do yeah. shit. But when you compare it to the major leagues, how many high schoolers that we grew up with that were in all three sports or two sports and went off to college and played two sports there's like a dime a dozen. All these mm-hmm. guys played multiple sports. And we just saw it just a few years ago, not that long ago, where Kyler Murray went with the NFL. Why wouldn't he? Why yeah. wouldn't he pick the NFL over MLB? Because mm-hmm. he could have been drafted by the Yankees, right? Like He, he was drafted-, drafted by the A's, but yeah. But I'm saying he could have been drafted by the Yankees, but he still would have been in single A, double A, triple A. I mean, you you draft a guy in the NFL, he's going to play. Like, you're going to oh, yeah. see him on the field. In the NBA, what, they have mm-hmm. two rounds? You're going to see those draft picks play. You're going to see them. Yep. Where MLB, oh, Wow. We got this draft pick. We won't see him for five years. Yeah. Like, come on. As soon as, as soon as the A's drafted Tyler Soderstrom, everybody was just, you know, going ape shit. And the next time we're going to hear his name is another two years from now, probably. Right. You know, and, and, and he'll probably be playing a different position because unless they trade away Sean Murphy. So, cause he's a catcher as well. So, I mean, right. Yeah. It's, that's another story. Um, 
Okay, so I, I I think like you said, we've beaten this horse to death um, already, like seventeen times over. Um, uh, I just want to bring up a point that the A's um, in the last revenue in the last uh, common uh, excuse me CBA collective, collective bargaining agreement, they were taken off of um, revenue sharing, and that was kind of seen as punishment for you know not getting a stadium situation resolved. Mm-hmm. And this time uh, in these negotiations, it sounds like they're being put back in. I saw a tweet about that earlier today. Uh, so it sounds like MLB is pleased with the progress um, the A's have made in both Oakland and Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't like that. But yeah, I, I mean, so <sighs> Fisher is going to get his money back, you know whoop de fucking do um yeah that's that's all i really have to contribute on that note (laughs) um anything you want to add in on that i read an article that that kind of outlined the same thing is you know they're going to be put back onto revenue sharing and they don't know the exact amount of money, but the last time the A's were on revenue sharing, it's reported that they received something like $32 million. It doesn't mean they're going to go on a spending spree or retain any talent because they didn't do that in the past when for the five years or so that they were on revenue sharing, they didn't, it's not like they broke the bank. So yeah, it's, yeah, they, they spent on Eric Chavez and that's it. All right. So, um, briefly, I, um, I want to move over to the NHL and just talk sharks real quick. Um, the sharks have only won one game in the last nine. Uh, and that happened on Thursday. Um, it's a little bit too little too late. They're down into, uh, near the bottom of the standings. It's probably time to start selling and that's unfortunate. So this will be in all likelihood, unless miracles happen, this will be the third year in a row the Sharks don't make the playoffs. And that'll be the first time in franchise history they didn't make the playoffs for three straight years. Um, so uh, Vince, let uh, me ask you this yeah. because I'm I'm a I am a Sharks fan. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, um yeah. that's We've the only, game. <laughs> it's the only hockey team I've ever cheered for, but I'm not a diehard because I don't I don't know the game as well as you do. Mm-hmm. I've been I have been seeing a lot of like fire. Uh, the general manager was it Doug Wilson? Larry Doug Wilson, yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so uh, part of it is Doug Wilson's been the general manager for a long, long time, probably a couple decades now. At this point, I don't know exactly how long it is. I don't have it, you know, with me. I don't. Yeah. I'm not keeping track of that day to day. But I mean, he's uh, he's actually not been with the team this season for the most part because. Um, he's had his, some health problems. So um, uh, his assistant general manager, Doug Wilson Jr., has been running the show. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, that. Uh, t- to be honest, when you're with a team for that long, sometimes, you know, it gets a little stagnant. Um, and Doug Wilson has made mistakes as a general manager. He's also made good moves. I mean, Joe Thornton's not here if it's not for Doug Wilson. So mm-hmm. it, like, 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 and Joe Thornton is as much of a reason why the sharks had that, ha- have that streak of not missing more than two seasons of playoffs. Uh, he's, he's a huge reason why. And 
uh, you know, you, you, you can look at different moves that he made. Sometimes they've worked. Sometimes they haven't. Um, Billy Garen is one that was supposed to work that didn't end up working. The team ended up ba- getting bounced in the playoffs uh, like usual. I think that was the 2009 year when um, the Sharks were the President's Cup champions, uh, trophy champions, which is first place in the entire NHL. And then they got bounced out in the first round mm-hmm. uh, by the Anaheim Ducks. Ducks, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, so I mean, for me, I I just um, I, I appreciate the good work he's done, but I also think maybe it's time to get a new voice in there, tr- try to shake it up a little bit. Um, he's uh, as good as he, as he was in the past. Uh, right now, the Sharks are kind of in salary cap hell. Um, yeah. They, there's too many big contracts for guys that are not producing. And uh, the, the, the latest issue was he ended up choosing Evander Kane instead of Joe Pavelski. Uh, uh, when he gave Evander Kane a seven year, $49 million contract uh, that basically and now meant, you lost both. Yeah. That basically meant that Pavelski was going to move on in free agency. So that was a gamble that did not pay off at the time. You're thinking Evander's, you know, five or six years younger uh, than Pavelski. So you're basically buying what you're, you're hoping to keep one, you know, scoring forward, uh, you know, around right. for longer, but Pavelski's still producing. He was like, he, he was the captain of the, uh, of his all-star team for the um, central. Right. Uh, he's, uh, you know, I still have so much love and respect for Joe Pavelski. So, I mean, that broke the fans heart. And at this point, like I said, it's, it, it, it's, it's time for a new voice, I think. And um, he's not going to get fired while he's, you know, it, 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 it's not going to happen mid season and he's not going to happen while he's not healthy. So anybody calling for Doug Wilson's head at this point, you're just, um, it, it, unless something really, really weird or bonkers happens, it's not going to happen until he's back with the team on a day-to-day basis and probably won't happen for another few months after that as well. So, um, and I I don't know who, who you would get in place. Obviously other teams are going to be firing GMs, hiring other GMs. And so uh, it's just a long, long process, obviously, like we see it in other sports. So, you know, uh, the sooner it happens, probably the better, but, Again, I don't see it happening for probably another year at least. Yeah. And you think his son would be the next guy? Do you think he'll get an opportunity or they'll go outside the organization to get somebody or? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, um, Hasso Plattner, the, uh, the owner of the Sharks, has, he's, he's been very hands-off. And he's been able to be hands-off because he had Doug Wilson there. Uh, it's a guy he loves and trusts to manage the team. Um, but you know, that, that seat's gotta be getting pretty warm now at this point. This is, you know, he, he's a, a fairly hands-off owner, but he's, you know, he doesn't like losing. I mean, the, the sharks have always been a team that you, we talk about that is willing to spend money, willing to operate in the red. So they claim sometimes to try to get a championship and it doesn't work. It hasn't worked out, you know, clearly. I mean, the, the closest they came was, you know, the finals in 2016, they were in the Western conference finals in 2019. But after that, the bottom has just fallen out on it. So 
I don't know how much more patience he has left. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to just call out real quick that uh, on Saturday, the Sharks lost to Boston three to one. Mario Ferrara was injured in the second period. Um, he was skating toward uh, toward the wall and kind of got pushed awkwardly by Taylor Hall, who was a forward on the Bruins. And we're, we're going to see how that plays out. Um, the, there's you can look up the video. I'll try to find the video and put it on um, on our to- on our Twitter feed. Uh, it's it, it's not a good look. Uh, Taylor Hall is kind of a sloppy player. I don't think he's dirty, but like he, like weird shit like this happens to him a lot. Like like just awkward hits, awkward things where the other guys get injured, and it's it's not a good look. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't think he's dirty. I don't think th- there's not many people in the league that I think are dirty. There's you know irritants, but they're not dirty per se. Um, but if Taylor Hall keeps this up, he might be get that label. That huh? word. He, he might be heading for that label. Yeah. So um, obviously we wish all the best for Mario Ferraro. Um, he's integral to the Sharks this season and moving forward. Yeah. So, I mean, you've already lost um, plenty of players to injury or other foolishness, um, Evander Kane. So, yeah, I mean, you're this season's done for the sharks yeah. it's been nice it's uh trade trade deadline is march 21st i believe so i would imagine uh if if they're going to start selling uh s- selling off pieces now's the time to start the bidding war and just kind of see what happens so who are their big pieces that could be um, sold off uh the, the biggest piece is tomas hurdle and that hurt, that breaks my heart to say it i love but tomas what could hurdle. you what could you get um I honestly don't know. Uh, uh, he's he's a big, strong power forward with plenty of stick handling ability, and he how old he is would he? Command. He's 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 young, dude. He's he's pretty young. Um, I don't oh, have the, the exact. If he's age. young. Then that's a player that I'm holding on yeah. to with the uh, what's his name playing in the. Uh, we talked about him earlier. He earlier in the podcast a couple few episodes ago. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, their draft pick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, William Eklund, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tomas Hurdle is either gonna get an extension or get traded. Uh, that's what's gonna happen, and I hope it's an extension. But if a team offers up, you know, gives a, go- a Godfather offer, you know, something you can't refuse. And in hockey, you know, for the for the folks who uh, made it this far on our podcast and are listening, forgive me. I'm I'm ignorant in hockey. You know, it, it is draft picks a is that a trade chip or is oh, it yeah. typically yeah. players yeah um uh it, draft picks are available to be traded just like uh in any of the other sports um and and they move those bad boys around like um the sharks are are very notable for being a team that you know in the draft if they see a player that they want um they're they are unafraid to go up and trade up to go get them and they'll trade future draft picks and uh, to go get those players. That's how you ended up with Logan Couture. Actually, the sharks were in the twenties. Um, he was falling. I think he was down to like, like, like they, they traded up to the number nine pick to go grab Logan Couture. And he was playing with the team like a year and a half later, a year later, something like that. So, I mean, they're, you, you can, uh, uh, hockey is one. They have a minor league system, just like baseball. And, uh, but with, 
with hockey there you can uh like there's a bit of a window like like you can bring a guy up and play for you know 10 games or something and then send him back and it won't count toward his rookie season or whatever right um uh so so there's there's a little bit of wiggle room there uh that doesn't exist in baseball Mm -hmm. but um yeah so so and and they already used that with william eklund this year we talked about that in prior uh podcasts all right so i think that's going to bring our podcast to a close vince i leave you with one final question and i'll and i'll put the question on myself after you respond what do we expect from major league baseball what are we waking up to tomorrow morning or is a deal getting signed are we missing games what do you think about major league baseball i think the first two weeks of games are going to be canceled on tuesday that's what i predict they're going to cancel the first two weeks and then go from there and try to negotiate and just see what happens yeah i agree with you the i hate being a cynical type of person but i feel like this is going to be ugly so I'm hoping, but at the same time, I would not be surprised if it just gets really ugly and we see more than a few games canceled. Yeah. Stay strong, players. Yeah, absolutely. Any any final words, Vince? Uh, that was it. So um, uh, let's just do our uh, plugs. You can follow us on social media, SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you have questions or comments or want to send us pictures of your uh, pretty little dogs. Uh, send them to svtsportspod at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs. Uh, looking forward to chatting with you all. Later, everybody. Later. <laughs>